Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. That's Wendell Berry, Kentucky farmer and poet. I don't know whether or not he was depressed, but this is a perfect prescription for healing from despair. Get yourself around wild things. Experience the hugeness of the sky and rest. Sometimes we just need to rest. There's an old Zen tale. It's told in different ways in many great spiritual traditions of young monks rushing to tattle to their master that one of them has fallen asleep in the meditation hall. He's sound asleep, they say. What shall we do? And the Zen master responds, Have you covered him with a blanket? Here's another perspective. Dane Thomas, writing for The Good Men Project, says, I've noticed that whenever I feel too much emotion, there's an automatic disconnect inside me that takes place. It doesn't matter whether it's joy, sadness, anger, pain. It's as though the emotion triggers a circuit breaker inside me and I automatically switch off. The habit began back when I was seven years old. In those days, I was so sensitive, I'd rescue every spider and slug. And I burst into tears the day I heard Stevie Wonder was blind. I think I installed disconnect so that I could be a normal boy instead of a freakishly empathic one. I woke this morning, he says, with this despondent sense of over that I sometimes get. I really didn't want to feel it, and this was compounded by the fact that it's the new year and everyone know, I know is being positive and talking about smashing it on their social media feeds. I wasted an hour mindlessly scrolling through Facebook. That's one of my standard not-feeling patterns. Eventually, I took the hint and decided it was time to sit do my morning meditation practice, 
and find out what was really going on. Wow. Unlike the slow start I sometimes experience, today I was instantly plunged into deep water. I felt the cool, liquid darkness of my emotional body hidden just beneath the surface of my skin. My first thought was, I'm depressed. And I heard the words, they became clearer and clearer, and then sort of three-dimensional text appeared in my mind's eye, and the letters transformed from depressed to deep rest. My primary urge this morning had been to lounge in bed. That's not what was meant by rest, though. I dropped deeper into presence and my apparent fatigue gave way to the abundant energy concealed below. I felt all my emotions swirling around. They didn't feel so bad. I got the strong sense that feeling accesses power. Embedded in everything I've ever tried to run from were feelings I didn't want to feel. What if we knew we were capable of feeling deeply into everything all the time? Would we be so brittle and afraid? Dane Thomas concludes, my phone is my meditation timer. Since it was almost dead when I began, the timer never rang. I just sat and sat until I felt complete, a pleasant sense of satisfaction and of being energized in a deep, slow way. I emerged solidly grounded in myself. Depressed, deep rest. The poet seeks out wild things and lies down under the stars. The tender Dale Thomas sits, takes a deep dive, surrenders his brittleness and fear, welcomes everything he's been trying so hard not to feel, and accesses his power. Contemporary Buddhist teacher Jack Kornfield writes, many people first come to spiritual practice hoping to skip over the difficult areas of their lives, their sorrows and wounds, they hope to rise above them and enter a spiritual realm full of divine grace, free from all conflict. Inevitably, disappointment occurs, and they again encounter all the unfinished business of the body and heart they had hoped to leave behind. Wise spiritual practice requires that we actively address the pain and conflict of our lives in order to come to inner integration and harmony. Jack Kornfield says, after a divorce, a man I knew was depressed. He was also unhappy in his work. And finally, he left his home in England to practice as a yogi in India. For 10 years, he did deep and strict breath practices that led to long periods of peace and light in his mind. But later, lonely, he found himself drawn back home, only to discover 
that the unfinished issues that had made him unhappy in his work, contributed to his depression, and ended his marriage all arose again as strongly as before he had left. Finally, he realized he could not run from himself, and he began to seek a healing. This is the spiritual practice of showing up, waking up, and weighing in on the side of life. Just this. Pause. Find your breath. Just breathe. Remember that great line from James Joyce, Mr. Duffy lived a short distance from his body. Even a moment of attending to our breath can invite us back into the present and reset our trajectory. Sit quietly. Don't just do something. Sit there. Bring the power of awareness and loving attention to your life. The Buddha taught that there were four foundations of mindfulness. Awareness of the body and senses. Awareness of the heart and feelings. Awareness of the mind and thoughts. And awareness of the universal laws that govern life. Just sit in awareness. Listen. Do you keep overriding the voice of your body? You may just need to sleep or eat something nutritious. Listen inward and listen outward. Listen to beautiful things, the wind, music you love animals dreaming. Say no or say yes. No or yes, which is it? Are yes and no out of balance in your life? The Thai forest monk Achan Cha said, if you haven't cried deeply a number of times, your meditation hasn't begun. And remember especially to say yes to joy. Move. Get out of bed or push yourself back from your desk and go. Go when it's light, where it's light, to counteract all this darkness. And if you can go someplace where you might see something beautiful, go there. And finally, remember what you love. Ask yourself those three questions. What do I love? What am I good at? What does the world need from me? Pause and listen for the answers. Rinse and repeat. Beloved spiritual companions, in 1513, Fra Giovanni Giacondo, a Franciscan monk, 
wrote these words, so today they're for you in benediction. I am your friend and my love for you goes deep. There is nothing I can give you which you do not have. But there is much, very much, that while I cannot give it, you can take. No heaven can come to us unless our hearts find rest in today. Take heaven. No peace lies in the future which is not hidden in this present little instant. Take peace. The gloom of the world is but a shadow. Behind it, yet within our reach, is joy. There is radiance and glory in the darkness, could we but see. And to see, we have only to look. I beseech you to look. Take joy. And so at this time, I greet you with profound esteem and with the prayer that for you now and forever the day breaks and the shadows flee away. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.